Yes, sir. It's your boy, former NFL and NFL defensive back Eric Crocker. And on today's episode of the Eric Crocker Show, man, we're getting into all things pertaining to the 49ers. And we got a fantasy twist to it. But we're going to talk about the importance of Christian McCaffrey, uh, Debo Samuel versus Brandon Ayuk, who's primed to have a better season. Is this going to be Brandon Ayuk's breakout year? Are there things to be concerned about with Christian McCaffrey? Some of the news. And is Elijah Mitchell the guy that people are sleeping on? And also, we're actually going to start off with a little bit of film a couple plays from ronnie bell we're going to talk about all that and more and i'm actually going to have a little bit of help with that today we got to give giveaway or an underdog fantasy giveaway all right so we've talked about underdog fantasy a lot on this show you see it right there below uh underdog fantasy go to the website or download the app and uh, use promo code crocky but what we're doing today is i get to pick a random person in the chat and give them $50. All I'm going to need is I just need your uh, your username on Underdog Fantasy. So this is how we're going to do it. If you haven't already, go to Underdog Fantasy, download the app, use promo code Crocky when you sign up. All right. You're going to actually get a username or you're going to set up your username. When you do that, I'm going to tell you guys when and you're going to put your username in the chat. I'm going to close my eyes and kind of... Boom, you. All right. And then let's say if it's Tia Ingram, boom, Tia Ingram, you have uh, one, you send me your username and then boom, I give it to my guy and $50 will be deposited into your underdog fantasy account. So it's pretty damn simple. It's pretty simple. All right. I'm trying to give away $50 for you guys to play with. All right. But again, you have to have underdog fantasy. And if you don't have it already, use promo code Crocky, sign up right now. We are actually going to start with a little bit of film, all right? We're going to dive into one, Ronnie Bell. He's a guy who clearly was a special team standout. He did an amazing job uh, just really showcasing his ability from a returner um, as a receiver as well. But I noticed some things in college, and I'm seeing a trend of it in the NFL. Not that he can prove on it, but I see a clear area where I think that he uh, has the most value. And then another area where it's like, uh, I might shy away from that a little bit. All right, so let's throw the film on there and look at Ronnie Bell. Here we go. All right, so Ronnie Bell, you see him right here. He's up top. All right, he's outside the numbers. That is as up top as it gets. Let me make this bigger here. So the one thing that I noticed with Ronnie Bell is, you know, he's a guy that ran in the four fives, right, like four, five, seven. And we always talk about how speed as it pertains to receivers, it's, it's not that you have to run a 4-3. You just have to give the illusion that you're running fast. Why do we want to give the illusion that we're running fast, right? Even if you're a four-five-seven guy, you want to just show or threaten the cornerback vertically, all right? So we see the cornerback right here up top. We don't want the cornerback to just be able to sit on our routes, all right? So I remember hearing Kyle Shanahan one time, somebody asked him, like, what goes into a receiver being able to play outside? And he's like, man, it's being able to win vertically. And I think when it comes to Ronnie Bell, guys just don't think that that's something that he's going to do consistently. So a guy like Mathis here, and Mathis, he was a what four three nine guy coming out of college, believing with the Pittsburgh. Uh, he's sitting on his route here. So what does it look like when a guy isn't threatened? Even though he opens up here, he's opened up, but he's still look uh, head down here. He's not in a panic. All right, or his clock isn't sped up because he's not really threatened by speed. So he has his eyes down. Boom, he's right here and he's waiting. Are you going to throttle down? Are you going to throttle down? And boom, when you throttle down, he throttles down with you. And I mean, there's literally nowhere for this quarterback to throw the ball. 
it gets broken up. All right. And that's the third down play. So we'll watch it one more time. All right. You see Ronnie Bell up top, not really threatening the corner. He sits on the route and boom, breaks it up. Now the outside is a little bit tougher for receivers because you don't have as much space to work with. So you better be able to win with either speed, size, or savviness. And we see some guys like that aren't as fast. I'll throw out a name like Devontae Adams because y'all know what that looks like. Devontae Adams, he's going to threaten the cornerback. They're scared of him going vertical because he's either going to catch it the back shoulder, get on top of you, or show you know do some little subtleness he likes to do to help him create some type of separation. Or he can win with body positioning. All right, Ronnie Bell, not sure if that's going to be his thing, being able to win consistently on the outside. But where I think he can be successful is definitely right here in the slot. All right, we see Ronnie Bell right here in the slot. Now it's a little tougher. All right, because there's just this added pressure on any nickel DB because, look, man, you got two-way goes. Whether you do something quick right now, right here, going in or out, whether you push vertical, uh, even though he's not the fastest guy, he still can threaten you on a slot fade for sure because there's so much space. All right, but right here is just, boom, let me attack. Look at him, attack that outside shoulder. Nice route right here, and boom, and break that. So he created even more space by that outside stem, all right, and then now when he breaks his route off, look at that space that is already created. Trey Lance puts it on him, boom. And then now he has a great opportunity for run after catch. All right. So, again, I just kind of wanted to show the some of the things that I saw in college and things that I definitely think will be a little bit more consistent at the NFL level with Ronnie Bell and what you know I think his biggest value is. I think it's definitely more so as a pure slot. Now, again, we watched him against the Raiders. He did win on the goal route on the outside. Is that going to be consistent with this game? Obviously, with the 49ers, they're not throwing a whole lot of goal routes anyways. But just in general, I think where he's going to win is going to be more so with him having space and then that added pressure on Nichols and then him just being able to run the route, routes the way that Kyle Shanahan wants. If it's got to be eight steps and then break that off, it's got to be eight steps. And I think he can do those things. And then we watched him with his run after catch, and I think he was tremendous. All right, so – uh, is he threatening guys on the outside? Maybe not as much. Probably not going to be his biggest asset to the team. Can he win inside with space? I definitely think so. And then his run after catch can take over the rest. All right, all right. I just kind of want to start off with that. And maybe what I'll do is end up starting off with uh, a little bit of film study for every episode to where we just kind of, you know, look into some things and, and uh, see what some of these guys are doing on film. All right, so we're getting into this show, man. Again, Underdog Fantasy promo code Crocky. We got a gift giveaway today, $50 giveaway. So in order to be eligible for the giveaway, you, you, the audience right now, you have to, one, already be a member of Underdog Fantasy. If you're not, go do it right now. Download the app. Use promo code Crocky. All right. And, of course, they'll double your deposit up to $100, but you also are, will be eligible for the giveaway in the chat coming up. So, uh I'll ask you to put your username in here. You'll put it in there, and then boom. If I pick you, we're talking about $50 just thrown in there, and you can get in on some college football action, especially if you're in California. All right. I was in Arkansas. Couldn't do the college football. California, we could do the college football. So, uh, yeah, that would be a nice little 50 bucks in your pocket. Well, in the underdog pocket, I guess you could say. Underdog was good to me last year. Croc put me on, and I appreciate it. That's right. Let's go. Let's go. You know, and it, it's fun. It makes every game way more exciting. And then they got the, you know, halftime odds and all that type of stuff, man. It's, it's a good time. It's a good time. And like uh, 49ers girl said, promo code Crocky. Let's go. 
Let's go. All right. Now, this is not Crocky that's coming up. Now, it's my guy, Sosa Picks, man. So, Sosa, how you doing this morning? You already know what it is, man. I'm having a great, having a great start to the weekend. Getting ready for like a million fantasy football drafts over the next week. But, you know, I'm excited, man. You see, 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 we're getting fresh. We're getting ready for the season. Got to have all the gear right. Got to, got to have all the stuff correct. You, know? you said the gear right. I think that there's a lot of people in this chat right now that might disagree with some of the gear you have on. So uh, what is that hoodie you have on with that B on there? Oh, uh, see, this is this. First off, as you see, we, we, uh, we're Nike boys over here. We don't do the Adidas. Not in this household. That will never happen. This is over the, stripes. That's this what is I the like. Special, the special edition, Ebbets Field edition of a Brooklyn Dodgers, the, a Brooklyn Dodgers like uh, capsule that they did a couple of years ago uh, celebrating Ebbets Field. And uh, I'm a Dodger fan. Obviously, I live in Philly. I lived in L.A. for an extended period of time. But, uh, you know, it's still is that how you became a Dodger fan, like being in L.A., yeah, living in L.A. And um, I've always been like a fan of uh, I was a fan of certain players. Like I was a big Chase Utley guy. And like when I was living in L.A., he he was playing for him. Like, he, you know, he, he obviously had a, a nice second part of his career or like, you know, a, a bit of a stint with uh, with with the Dodgers. And, you know, right before his, his career ended. But, you know, I, I rock with the Dodgers to the end, man. Last night was a tough one for us, uh, but it is what it is. We move. We, we move. Yeah, well, Giants got to start closing that gap a little bit on the Dodgers. So, you know, yeah, let, uh, most of my hey, audience right now, everybody in the chat, they're going to be a lot of – for the wild card. You know, like something – you're not winning the division. Just, hey, tr just try to get in the dance, you know? I mean, you never know. We get high at the right time. So, with, with the Giants, sometimes it's not even so much being good over the entire year. It's just be about being good at the right time. And when I watched us win, I don't know, three championships over the span of like six years or five, five years. But who's but counting, right? Yeah, you know, so – but I remember watching and every year started off where it was like, damn, are we good? And then all of a sudden, right after that all-star break, it's like, boom, get hot. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's why I knew the, what was it, last year was not going to be great or is it the year before last when we yeah, won no, like 107 was, uh, games? Two years ago, uh, y'all yeah. got out really hot and then it just kind of – Too hot. Yeah. I mean, we, we were good throughout the year. Like, that's not our MO to, like, win it all. It's like, bro, we got to be kind of bad early on. People got to doubt us, and then, like, we get hot later in the year. Out at the right. right time. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right, here we go. So we're talking a lot of 49ers football this morning, and I kind of wanted to start with Christian McCaffrey. There's some news coming out about the 49ers potentially putting McCaffrey on some kind of pitch count, but uh, as it pertains to fantasy football or underdog fantasy, is – Christian McCaffrey, someone that should be drafted as high as he's going, right? The 49ers are coming out and saying, like, uh, you know, people think he's going to be a 1,000-yard a, a receiver, 1,000-yard rusher, and I, I definitely can see a scenario where that happens. But I remember watching the games last year, and it felt like when Elijah Mitchell was healthy, right, and that was the other back they could count on, they actually didn't utilize CMC as much in the run game as possible. Again, when Elijah Mitchell – was healthy. Now, when Mitchell wasn't out there, oh, he's like, all right, we're going to ride Christian McCaffrey. But do you see there potentially being some kind of split between the guys where maybe Caffrey just, they're like, you know, we're really going to kind of try to preserve you for the playoffs. You'll do good. You'll have numbers, but maybe um, not to the extent of what fantasy owners are expecting. I think that's a, that's a lot to do, a do about to do about nothing, to be totally honest with you. Listen, this guy's getting paid a lot of money. Two, we saw the offense taking a you know extreme upward trajectory when he when he entered the lineup last year, right? I think it's cool for Kyle to say that until 
he needs Christian McCaffrey to make plays for him in the fourth quarter of a game. It all it always sounds good, right? Because like that's in that the NFL, like we would love to get all of our best players some rest throughout the duration of a game, right? Because we don't want to run them into the ground. Um, but I think his his presence alone on the field holds weight. Um, and I also just don't like you know he his numbers are just so uh, pedestrian to where he's not like a top you know a, a top five six guy. To be totally honest, I mean, he's going to be a huge piece of the, of, the, of, the, of the passing game. And obviously, you've seen the way that Kyle has, has gone about with this offense. It, it, it's, it's point guard. It's get the ball out of your hands, get it into your playmaker's hands. Also, the screen game. I will say this, though. The one thing I do like about Elijah Mitchell is Elijah Mitchell's running style is perfect for salting a game away, which is what you saw. Remember last year, like, you let him get those physical carries towards the end of the game to just kind of salt the game's way because the offense was so good and, and putting up points. So I think they, they coincide very well together. I also think people don't – I think people take for granted how well Elijah understands the offense. He understands zone running along the lines of any, you know, any running back that, that's been in the system, if, if we're being honest. It's just a matter of with him – durability i mean he's missed games both years but when he's in the lineup he's been extremely effective behind this offensive line for real no questions asked um so i, I get it I, I don't think it's i don't think that he's overvalued but i don't think that uh i think that people who are scared by kyle's comments just you know hawk it back a little bit i think he'll be i think they'll be just fine to be totally honest with you i think i think christian mccaffrey 20 touches 20 to 23 you know, around there 23 a game i I, if he gets 23 touches a game, anywhere from 23 to and up, I don't see a scenario in which he's not effective. You know what I mean? He's going to catch seven. He can, Christian McCaffrey could catch seven, eight passes a game if you were the quarterback. All right, so right yep. here. And, and so are you thinking of him being more so a like PPR guy as opposed to your kind of standard league, or I, do you think it that absolutely. doesn't matter? I mean, he's a PPR god, man. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is 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 – the you know arguably the best PPR running back in the league. I mean the the other guys the the other guys you would put in his class, I guess would be like a Saquon who catches a lot of passes. But like McCaffrey is the show. Eckler obviously is the PPR god. He's not going to give you much between the tackles. I love the four and a half receiving touchdowns for for McCaffrey. But um, are they offering like a combo of rushing and receiving? Because see that that is where I would like if if it's somewhere in the I would guess it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like fifteen. You got a combination? It, I don't know. Yeah, no combination. They're they're trying to make you decide. Do you want McCaffrey's rushing total touchdowns? Do you want his receiving touchdowns? Do you want his rushing yards? Like there's like no because uh, they pretty much have him right here at what is that uh, twelve touchdowns so they're not they're not saying do you think he's gonna have more than 12 it's like you got to be specific do you think he's gonna have uh more than uh seven rushing touchdowns or less than seven rushing touchdowns i like i like the over 599 and a half receiving yards right i mean yeah yeah, i love that uh simply because that would equate to like 40 receiving yards a game like 50 like 16 18 times 18 times 50 is 900 so 18 times 40 or 17 times 40 is 17 and 17 is 34. I can't pull out the cap. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a little, it's around 40 yards a game receiving, you know, I can, th- that is extremely uh, attainable no matter who the quarterback is. And I think that that's my number one thing is, is like with him is bro. We know he's going to get the targets, whether it's by design or whether he gets dump offs or, 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 or check downs, 
he's going to be a huge part of the offense regardless. Like I said, whether it's handing the ball off or getting a bunch of tech checkdowns. So, yeah, 17 games, yeah. Um, yeah, 17 times – well, 17 times three is 51. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's close to 40 yards a game receiving. You got to think he'll probably have five games where if – he, if he has five games where he goes over 50, you know, you're well on your way there. You know, which is like, again, when, when you're getting seven, eight targets minimum a game, I don't see a world in which he doesn't eclipse 600 receiving yards barring injury. Obviously, yeah, it's, it's, it's 35. That's 35 yards a game. Yeah. So, I mean, again, for this on a season, 599 and a half seems absolutely, yes, like a, close to 40. I, I know it was in that ballpark. I was trying to do it quick for y'all, man. My bad. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm trying I, I, there's a lot of people that really love his for 900 sure. rushing yard total. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, it's it's definitely attainable, but again, I can see situations in maybe five or six games where the where the where the Niners are up late in games and they decide to go in the way, go to Elijah Mitchell to ice the game, knowing that you know they're not going to. You know what I mean? We, you saw it last year. They did it last year with them. Like when Elijah Mitchell came back, they gave Elijah Mitchell all those crazy physical. Ta- uh, 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 handoffs at the end of games. It yeah. was, it, I mean, go look it up. Like when, when he was, when, when Elijah Mitchell came back, all the hard running, the salt games away, when we were up winning, he was getting fucked up. I'm sorry, I mean to cuss. I don't know if I. You're good. So you, you're talking a lot about Elijah Mitchell, and I know before we came on here, you're like, man, this like Elijah Mitchell might be kind of the the sleeper, as especially as it pertains to fantasy football. Now, I, I, I've been, I am in outside of underdog fantasy best ball, I am in one fantasy league. But in that one fantasy league, I do, in fact, have Elijah Mitchell. All right. So right now, we see his over-under on his yards. It's set at 560. You're, are you taking the higher on that? I like the over for sure. And then obviously, everything pertains to health here, right? The thing is, is that Elijah Mitchell would get hurt, come back, and be healthy and, and, and look great. But listen, if McCaffrey goes down, I'm not going to say that I'm not worried about how the offense will perform. But it, but I wouldn't go into a panic. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that Elijah's, like I said, far as in between the tackles, obviously he doesn't give you what McCaffrey gives you in the pass game. But from a running back standpoint and an understanding of zone rushing and zone running, the kid gets it, bro. He understand he understands the, the system. Just like Jeff Wilson, just like Mostert, he gets it. Which is crazy because early in Elijah Mitchell's career, like that was the biggest knock was, mm-hmm. oh, he's – He's uh he, he's not seeing the field right. He's not seeing the field correctly. His vision isn't great. And then you know how like social media is, especially Twitter. Once you kind of get this tag on you, everyone starts to use that same narrative on you. Uh, and I thought he actually ran maybe a little bit better than people were were saying. But obviously, you saw him continue to get better throughout the season. And then last year, it just felt like oh, this is it a really good runner, and then boom, he gets hurt in the first half. I mean, he was on his way in, in that Bears game to where it's like, oh, this is the back that they want him to be. Unfortunately, he got hurt. But every time he came back, he picked up where he left off. And, you know, his average per carry was crazy. Um, he ran well. He ran strong. He even, you know, caught some passes. But I think, you know, obviously the talk of the town is going to be about Christian McCaffrey, and deservedly so. I mean, he's maybe the most important player on the 49ers offense, but Elijah Mitchell as a spellback, he might be in one of the better spellback situations in the NFL as long as he can stay healthy. Absolutely. And also remember, there are, there, we, we classify sports fans now a little differently, right? 
there are guys that actually know ball. And then there are guys who are fans, fans. And then there are guys that judge players based on how bad their parlays do that week. That's (laughs) And that's how it goes. There's some guys that are on the internet that are convinced that players suck because they lost them money. Elijah Mitchell, the guys that think that Elijah Mitchell don't fit or, or have something negative to say, they have bet on Elijah Mitchell. He has either gotten hurt or has not accomplished the number. And that's how they have made their dissemination of facts on that player. That's what we listen. It's 2023. That's what we're dealing with, bro. We're dealing with people who, if they're, if the parlay don't hit, that guy sucks. And you see it with every sport. So, you know what I mean? That, that, that's, that's, I get, again, that, that, that's how it is. If you're looking at Elijah, I think Elijah over 560 is a very good bet. Uh, full season. No question. Awesome stuff there. I appreciate everybody that's tuned in right now. Again, me, Eric Crocker, got my guy Sosa Picks with me, uh, talking to all things 49ers and fantasy as well. We're going to tie in you know, some of the, the narratives or storylines with the 49ers and their players. Are, are we expecting breakout seasons with some of these guys? And then we're tying into underdog fantasy. You got the best ball going. You got the uh, pickums going on underdog fantasy. And we have our giveaway. So, again, today – in this chat, I am giving away $50. And this is it's not just a today thing. This will be every week. Underdog Fantasy said, Croc, whatever you need, let's go. So every week, every week, I am giving away 50 bucks of Underdog Fantasy money to a random person in the chat. So how do you qualify for this? You just have to have a username. If you have an Underdog Fantasy username, you are eligible. I saw someone in the chat say, well, what if we've already had Underdog Fantasy? Then you're good. We're just going to have you post your username in the chat. So if you don't have Underdog Fantasy, download the app right now or go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code CROCKY. C-R-O-C-K-Y. All right. Let's talk about some of these pass catchers. And I think there's going to be a lot of discussion about Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk. Who should the 49ers prioritize? Brandon Ayuk is the guy who everyone is like, this is the year, like wide receiver one, top 10 receiver in the league. You saw how he finished last year. He ended up being a thousand yard receiver. What are your expectations for Brandon Knight? Because when I watch him in the preseason, it's still, even though he's, he, he got a couple of targets and we're talking about a couple possessions that he played in, but I get the sense that Kyle is just going to run his offense. Like he's going to run his offense. He's going to run his scheme. And because of all the weapons the 49ers have, this is not the Atlanta Falcons. Whereas, all right, I got to prioritize Julio Jones every time I have an opportunity to, and he's just going to eat and he's going to get 200 targets. All right. Uh, They're going to do a little different where, hey, whoever, either the hot hand or if there's a certain uh, ability for McCaffrey to do some run after catch. And what I wrote on paper was, does McCaffrey, I said, is the offense what limits Brandon Ayuk? Will Brandon Ayuk have to do the heavy lifting for a big year? And what I mean by that is, you know, what we saw in this last preseason game, he caught a five-yard pass and then took it 40 yards down the sideline. Is he going to have to continue to be productive because of the run after catch? Or are we going to see just this influx in his volume of passes that are targeted towards him? And then if he does, it's going to hit some of these numbers that we're going to pull up in a minute. But what are your thoughts right now? We'll start with Brandon. I, then we'll get to Debo Samuel. Um, first off, we all know how Brandon, Brandon Ayuk holds value. He's an X receiver. He's going to stand on, he's going to play on the outside the entire game and he's going to give you a presence outside. He primarily has to beat, you know, one-on-one coverage. And, and that would be 
you know, like, and obviously Kyle puts you in a lot of situations to be successful. The thing I like mostly is that one, it's an equal opportunity offense Two, he's your best outside target. It's, it's undeniable and unquestioned. Right. I also um, wanted to, wanted to bring up something, bro. This people talk about uh, Ayuk, right? Listen, I don't think Ayuk has to have an amazing season to, 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 to get a, a deal elsewhere if he was to leave. And I say that because he's got better numbers through his first two seasons than Stephon Diggs. No one, no, no one seems to, to bring that up. You, you know what I mean? Obviously, Diggs went to uh, Diggs went to Diggs went to Buffalo, right? Right. You know, that, you know that Diggs had one one thousand, or he had two one thousand yard seasons in his first three years in Minnesota. He didn't break a thousand yards. Wow. He didn't. He didn't get over a thousand yards. Ayuk's had a better start to his career in the NFL than than than, than Stephon Diggs, and he is nowhere near as high volume, right? And I bring that right. up because it's. Being in an equal opportunity offense, you would expect like, you know, somebody's off somebody's numbers to go off the charts one year. Like two years ago, it was Debo when he got the all pro. He went crazy. And then, you know, we had Kittle had a couple of crazy years in the offense. Right. I think that Ayuk is going to have a good year. And listen, he's going to get a thousand yards, get anywhere from six to ten touchdowns. I don't really think there's it, it matters who plays quarterback either. Simply because he understands the offense to a T. He knows where to sit it down. He knows when he has one-on-one that he has to win. He, he can high point the ball. He can get physical. He's not scared of contact. So I, I, I like Ayuk to have a great year um, in the offense. Get, you know, barring injury. This is, and you, and you, 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 you know this more than anyone. Talent is distributed all over the NFL. Health is not. It's you don't know what what the future has to hold or, or what could nick a guy up and put them in a situation that's bad. Now, on, on the side where we talk about Debo, obviously, when you when you get an all pro, the levels, the, the, uh, the standard changes. Right. People right. judge you, they judge you a little bit differently. And if, if you don't match up to that year to year. People are going to talk. I We've seen Debo. Debo. Debo looks like he's lost weight and he's in shape. He looks like the dynamic guy that we took out of South Carolina that we stole in the draft that should not have been drafted that low, right? We, we, we know that. The great thing about Debo is his versatility. We know that he can get reps in the backfield. We know that he can run routes. We know that if, if, if need be, he can take it over the top. There's nothing people don't, people forget, right? Debo, is he does have that next-level explosiveness when he needs it. You know, he, he don't get caught from behind. He run away from a lot of people. There's a lot of highlights of Debo running away from people. So – I'm high on Ayuk. I'm also, I'm, I'm looking forward to see the situation with, 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 with Kittle. Have we, have we, have we, have we, have, have we gotten an update on his, on his health? Because again, that Brock Purdy played extremely well with, 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 uh, with, with Kittle when, 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 when Purdy was the quarterback, you know, when, especially when, when, in the red zone, I, it sounds like they are, uh, he has some kind of injury. Again, to the extent I'm not I sure. It was, a groin. was it a groin injury or a- he's out, he was out this week. And they're right. giving him off until like Monday. So uh, Monday, they expect him to be full go. But sometimes with injuries like that, there are things that can linger. So uh, obviously, George Kittle, he's kind of battled through some injuries, but he's tough, man. So oh, if ball. he can go, I, I believe he'll be out there. He'll be on the field. Uh, we're going to start to dive into some of these underdog numbers from, and we're starting with Brandon Ayuk. All right. So we're pulling up Brandon Ayuk's numbers here. And we saw the season he had last year. He surpassed. Uh, definitely the touchdowns. He surpassed their yards. I'm not sure he surpassed the 1.5 hundred yard games. I think he only had one hundred yard game, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not All sure. right, but 
is there are there any of these lines that you like more than the other? I've already bet his seven. I've already bet like because you know I'm a gambler. Obviously, yeah. with underdog, it's a little bit different. It's a contest where you know you pick higher or lower or over under, right? It's a little different. Right. Um, listen, I like Ayuk to get close to a thousand yards. Right. I, I mean, like I'm gonna say it again. This guy's first two years in the NFL has been better than than Stephon Diggs. You know the guy that everybody loves so much because he got a quarterback with a rocket arm. He's this. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to compare it to that because on tape, you 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 only see what you, you with the receiver. When you look at the tape, does the guy get open? Yes, he's going to get the ball every time. No, Ayuk open even when he doesn't get the ball. Respectfully, seven seventy five I think is a steal. Um, the one hundred yard yard games that's a that's a coin flip, right? It could take you could get hundred yards and two catches with a busted coverage. So I, I, w- I would stay away from that. I would err more on the side of consistency. Do they have like a total catches? They do not for him. No, they don't. See, like that, that that's what I'd be looking for. It'd probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of like 70, 75, if you can get it on like a That's on like crazy. A, I was thinking 76. Like when you said it, I was thinking 76, but yeah. On like a book, that's what, you know, that's what you're going to be looking for. So if I get like a total on like his receptions, anywhere under 80, I would do it. Um the four and a half touchdowns I like too. Uh, obviously, everybody expects some level of regression, right? And remember, the regression is not just going to come from the offense. Everybody's expecting it from the offense. Our defense was so good last year, it has to regress. There's no way around it. I just want to make right. that clear for people who are so ex- excited about the offense. Listen, the defense last year allowed our offense to be that good. Now, we have a lot of the same pieces, but you can't it's not a guarantee that you replicate that defensive performance year to year to where it your defense is so good it gives your offense five six extra chances a game right or or just better situations uh more opportunities around the red zone right 49ers i want to say against the washington commanders three times in that game they took the ball away from the commanders and had the ball in like plus territory now those, each of those three times, they only came away with a field goal. So that's less than ideal. And somehow they still scored a, b- a bunch of points. Right. But uh, more opportunities for these guys. And you look at this touchdown total for Brandon Ayuk, four and a half. Uh, we saw two opportunities in just this last preseason game in two drives. One, he's he got tackled at the one-yard line. And I'm like, look, and the 49ers ended up not scoring on that drive. You can't let that linebacker tackle you. I know you're just kind of breaking out. I know you're trying to get going, but you got to score. Like the great receivers in the league – they figure out how to get that in the box. And then the next opportunity he had, uh, Brock Purdy threw a fade to him. Now the ball sailed out of bounds. But you just see they're, what they're thinking. We are going to try to get this guy the ball around the end zone. And if we're not, then he's going to get in the box. So I actually kind of like his four-and-a-half receiving touchdown total. I think that's something that surpassed. We saw him get a decent amount of touchdowns last year. I want to say, what, eight, seven or eight touchdowns? Mm-hmm. And he scored a decent amount of touchdowns, whether it was his rookie year, last year. As long as he's healthy, which he's the guy that you can kind of really count on throughout the year, I expect him to hit the, the higher on that touchdown number. For sure. I'm, I'm like I said, four and a half. I like it. The number, the number is definitely uh the, the number is definitely inviting. I'm a um like I said I'm a huge believer in Ayuk, man. I, I love when I love when we drafted him. I love the fact that uh and I love the fact that he's con- continued to get better. And I think you can agree with this. The mark of the elite. Quarter, the, the mark of an elite wide receiver is their ability to get the job done when there's people changing in and out of quarterback. 
Those right. are the best. Re- those are the best receivers in football. I know people are going to make make noise for guys who have had consistent quarterback play, but my favorite receiver in the league that no one talks about is a guy like McLaurin. McLaurin's had 10, 10 quarterbacks in four seasons, never missed, never never not had a thousand yards. Yeah, that's an that's an elite receiver. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's doing his thing regardless. And, and this year he's going to have another quarterback somehow, which somehow he started off is, is looking good. Now, I picked up Dotson uh, on this. And the sleeper might be, and hopefully nobody from the league I'm in is in this chat right now, but it the sleeper might be Dami Brown. And that's a guy who somehow had a connection with in college, obviously at North Carolina. And you saw in the preseason just, you know, just throwing the ball down the field, looking for Dami Brown. Uh, can they kind of get that camaraderie? Can they, can they get the Wi-Fi going? <laughs> right. Can they get that going? So I'll be looking at that. But as far as Debo Samuel, yeah. all right, you talked about how, you know, you're expecting a, a big season out of it. It's four and a, He only had, I want to say, like two touchdowns total last year, maybe three. Yeah. It wasn't a great year for Debo. Uh, he'd tell you right now, like, dude, I played like trash. So he was definitely lower. Like, we just talked about Ayuk. Ayuk was over in all the numbers that underdog has with their lines for him. Debo, just under in all these. I just think that was a drastically down year, especially statistically, that we won't see again. But what are your thoughts on some of these lines? Is there a favorite line you have for Debo Samuel? Four and a half receiving touchdowns or 726 receiving yards? All right. From underdog from an underdog standpoint, the 726 and a half feels extremely low. Extremely low. Um. Obviously, you know, there was talk last year. It came into camp late. It wasn't in shape. All that other, all that other stuff. Listen, I like the seven. I love the over 726 and a half uh, to be higher. And I also would take a ticket on his receiving yards. Also, if you're, if you're, if, if you're going to, if you're going to be on, on, a, on a betting side with him game to game, I would invest in his rushing yards mm. because you're going to get it at an ultra low number. I mean, I, I want to think like the books are going to market at like nine and a half a game, especially early on. Yes, and if and if you can if you can just get those early, and I have to mention that because like that's where you that's what makes Debo so special, is right. that there are exploitable things game to game with him from a betting standpoint that you don't get with a lot of other guys. Debo could get one carry for twenty yards and he cashes you out, and that's all you need. He did it. He did it in the playoff game. First carry of the game had nineteen yards. First touch of the game against Seattle. 19-yard rush, number was at nine and a half. See, and, and I think that's the reason why people like Underdog aren't offering a rushing total because they know he'll surpass it. Right. So if you can find it on a book and if you can get it game to game, lock in. The 726 and a half I love. I have no problem taking a ticket on an all-pro receiver from two years ago, especially when, you know, Kittle might miss some time. It, I'm not saying that it's a guarantee that he does, but if he, you know what I mean? It's just... You got to think if one of these guys are down, Kyle's going to game plan for just one of those other guys to get more touches. It's just it's just how he just how he how he does things. So I again, our expectation over a seventeen game sample with with Brock Purdy is that we have an elite offense. What he didn't show us anything differently last year, did he? Not that I saw. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, so listen, even if there is a level of regression, are they going to average 35 a game? Probably not. But I mean, 27, 28 is still really good. That's still yeah, really yeah. good, man. Yeah. Like, and you saw, and if you look at what, even what the 49ers in the preseason, I understand, like, all the starters aren't out there. Hell, 
49ers, some of their starters weren't out there, right? But Absolutely. three drives from Brock Purdy, three drives inside the 10. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one that got fumbled at the goal line because Jordan Mason fumbled. Maybe that's Christian McCaffrey. All right. Maybe he doesn't fumble. He takes care of the ball. Uh, and what was the other one? Took a sack. Maybe that guy comes off the left side free like that because there's no Trent Williams. You know, maybe, you know, if he had kind of gotten a little bit more comfortable with the speed of the game, he just flips it to Juwan Jennings. So I expect the 49ers with Brock Purdy, at quarterback, to continue to really move the ball and put the 49ers in scoring position. It feels a lot like when Jimmy Garoppolo took over, it's like you always had a chance to be in scoring position, whether you're getting a touchdown or a field goal. Yes, sir. It almost feels like Brock might convert those more into touchdowns. All right. But again, they might regress from 33 points a game with them, but I can definitely see. 27, 28 points a game. Brock has because I don't want I don't want to mess this up. It's not quite sneaky athleticism, because sneaky athleticism are for like the athletic white boys. He's just under sneaky. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, he's like, not Daniel Jones, right? Like Daniel Jones, who I think if Daniel Jones was black, we wouldn't say that he's sneaky athletic. What? We'd be talking about him like he was Mike fucking big. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. We, we won. What? <laughs> What, 500 yards, six, seven touchdowns on the ground a year? like Yeah, like 700 yards rushing last year. But he's yeah, sneaky athletic, I guess. Sneaky. I heard he's a coach's son. I heard he's the last one in, first one in, last one out. I know. I heard, I heard he's a, a real locker room guy. The guys just love him, you know? That's the how the guy you want your daughter to date. <laughs> he's a coach's son, bro. That's a coach's son. Jake in the chat says, respect Vanilla, Vanilla Vic. But man, listen. If if Daniel Jones was black, we'd be talking about him a little differently. And 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 that's no no knock. But like I said, with, with Brock, that's one thing that Brock's gonna give you that that Jimmy not. He got you know. Remember when uh, I don't know if you ever seen the the Jalen Hurts uh, interview when he was like, you know, I can get freaky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's like, what do you mean by that? He's like, you know, it's a little. Mm. Brock got a little bit of that in him, bro. He got yeah. a little bit. Of that you don't, you know what I mean? Where you're not expecting it. And it's like, damn, he just scored a touchdown. He's, he's yeah. like that. But like, you know what I mean? So if, if you can get a line on Brock Purdy's rushing touchdowns, which you probably can't get right now from, I would take it. Underdog is kind of sleeping on Purdy right now. I mean, Purdy's when I say walk-ins just off of who's on the field, bro, listen, there's going to be a couple plays where the left side is one receiver on the left side. And as soon as Purdy sees the cornerback not playing zone and running with the receiver, he's taken off. Right. Headed straight to the end zone. Inside 10 yards. And, and Kyle taught that to all of his – he's taught that to all of his quarterbacks. Even Jimmy would get a couple of fall-ins, right, where it's like everybody's just – they're not even accounting for him. That's going to happen. Hey, we got uh, Spivey in the, chat, in the chat. I think he says that we're being racist. But I would say we're being the opposite. We're, we are acknowledging that if Daniel Jones – look different people would respect him more like they'd say no this guy is a legit athlete but because he's a white guy like they always will all these quarterbacks and i'm like Daniel jones is not sneaky athletic like he's just hella athletic like why do you get sneaky they don't here's here's what it is they don't show him the respect because they're too busy giving saquon all the credit for his success Mm. Like Saquon, yes, I, I'm not going to lie to you on on read options. I'm probably not going to consider going with Daniel Jones when when you know musclehead Barry Sanders is in the backfield. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, but, like, but I, you know, when he pulls though, when Daniel Jones pulls, he can outrun your entire. He got it, bro. The only thing that tackles that tackles Daniel Jones in the open field is the turf monster. 
I think the turf monster has cost him more touchdowns than any quarterback we've ever seen. Where he gets tackled by no one, he just loses his balance. It's yeah. happened like five or six times where you've seen it, where it's like, this guy's got nothing but green grass, he just falls. Like, what? But yeah, like like we were saying, it's not it's not a racist thing. It's just that, like, again, if like why do people that, say that? That's what we're saying. Like, we're we're not saying that uh I like Daniel Jones. Oh, he Daniel Jones isn't this because he's not black. Like, no, we're saying like if he was black, they wouldn't be saying this about like they wouldn't say sneaky, he's he, sneaky. He, it's like, no, he's not sneaky, he's just super athletic. And if he did look like different, then they would probably acknowledge that more than what we've seen them do. Like, which again, that is respect for Daniel Jones I from all of them. I call him Daquan when he take off like that. I don't know what they what, I don't know what <laughs> I call him da, Daquan Jones, man. The whole different, whole different dude. <laughs> he gets busy. Right. Hey, it's 5 V, man. You got some black shortcomings in in, in, in you want to put them out there in the chat. I will put them on <laughs> here and we can talk about it. Whatever that is. I, I do not care. You are in your feelings right now, sir. <laughs> like as a as it, and we're talking about, I'm going to cheesecake factory. Right? We're I mean, talking about football, whatever they might say about a, a black guy with with football is something they can't do, or uh, I don't know. I I don't think black guys shoot as well as some of the white guys in the NBA. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's like I don't I don't think that's racist. I just whatever. Hey man, it is what it is. Yeah. So. And, and if, if it is if, and if it is a race thing, which half of Clay Thompson shoots the ball so well? Exactly. Exactly. What are we doing here? What are you doing? Like, what are you, is that what we're about to do? Is that yeah. what we're, which, uh, which half of Patrick Mahomes is really good at football? Please <laughs> like come on, bro. Kick rocks, bro. Like, like please. Oh man. Oh man. All right. Here here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh last one. As far as underdog fantasy, then we're gonna get into oh, real quick before we get into this. Again, we're about to give out the $50. And I, you know what? I was just gonna scroll through and pick a random person, like with my eyes closed, like uh, okay, here. But I'm actually gonna let my host pick it. All right, my co-host, my guest. We're gonna have Sosa pick it. So Sosa is gonna go through and he's gonna pick. So again, don't do it yet. I will tell y'all when to start putting your usernames in there, but if you haven't already. Go to Underdog Fantasy. Download the app. If you don't have it, if you do, just go to the website, whatever. And you're going to use promo code Crocky to sign up. All right? They'll double your deposit up to $100. And then you also have a chance every Friday, not just today, every Friday, you have a chance to get a free little 50 bucks. All right? Just because you watched the show and you did all the good stuff. All right? So uh, last guy that we want to talk about as far as the 49ers and their – lines on underdog fantasy you got george kittle here five and a half receiving touchdowns 725 receiving yards 57 receptions i mean I, I don't know which one i feel most comfortable with maybe the touchdowns because i thought and this is the part where with brock purdy you saw like that jump everything else it actually wasn't great i think he had like one or two like maybe one good receiving game but the volume, it really wasn't quite there because there were a lot of people like, oh, man, Brock Purdy, he revitalized George Kittle's career. Then you look at the numbers, it's like, oh, not really. But he did in the end zone. So we see five and a half receiving touchdowns. I think with a whole season of Brock Purdy, he might get 12. Hell I think he might blow this five and a half number away. But what, what are your thoughts on that? Only one thing has ever stopped George Kittle since he's entered the NFL. That has been injuries 
and subpar quarterbacking. If he's healthy, I like all these numbers. I, if he's healthy, if he's healthy, this is a, it's a go on all of them. Yeah. Question mark is, is he going to stay healthy? I, I love, listen, I love George Kittle. I think, again, special weapon that can be deployed, the best blocking tight end ever. I said it, the best blocking tight end the NFL has ever seen. Ever. Um, if again, which is crazy too, because he's not like a big guy for a receiver. Like when you just see him or for a tight end, when you see him, he's like built kind of thin. Like if you told me he was 245, I believe you. So it's like, I think a lot of it's just effort and the way he's wired, which is he's like this wrestler and wants to jump off the top rope, some people. So he just kind of brings this uh, wrestling mentality into to blocking guys down the field. But uh, as far as the, the numbers, so you're saying it's a little scary because of yeah, – so you stay away from him. You stay away from him. That's the pro- Listen, that's the issue that you run into with George Kittle. All the, look, Just look at the screen. All those numbers look like cake. They look easy as shit. You, 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 you divide all those numbers by 17 and tell me you don't think that he could get them. Right. Like you, you think, divide it by 17 – and then when you look at how what it what it equates to game to game, you're going to say to yourself, that should easily happen. Remember, six, under 57 and a half, uh, you know, it's like less than four four catches a game, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I listen. I love I love all of them. It's just if he's if he's healthy entering opening day, I'll probably hammer all four of those. I will probably put you know a couple hundred dollars on each of those choices if he's healthy to start the season. You know what I'm saying? It's that easy. Like, we don't know, though. So what we will do is, and I don't think they're going to let me do this because it's all 49er players. So what you have to do is you have to have, like, one player from another team. So is there a line for someone else that you really like in the NFL? Like, is there a player off the top of your head where you're like, you know what, I'm going to take that guy's line? Um, Three guys. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you some free some free sauce. Three guys that, 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 that I love this year um, as far as from a fantasy standpoint. Bijan Robinson. All right. Okay, listen, the, and, and I'm give you a quick stat. The last 10 running backs that were drafted in the top 10 have all been top 10 fantasy performers their rookie season. Mm. So it's, it's like, a, are, they're going to feed that guy. <laughs> 100% hit rate. There is never in the last, the last 10 running backs, in the, and you can name, you can just think of them. You can just think of them. I don't know why that guy's saying don't take Bijan. I'm going to say it again. There's a 100% hit rate, a 100% hit rate on running backs drafted in the top 10 in the NFL draft. They have not – the last 10 have all been top 10 running backs their rookie season. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. Niner Gang Tay. I I don't agree with you at all. That's that's terrible advice. That's absolutely (laughs) horrendous advice. I'm sorry. That's absolutely terrible advice. We're not um, taking we're not taking Niner Gang Tay's advice. Unless, unless his friends unless his friends are in the comments or on the stream looking at that and he's trying to throw them off, don't pay attention to what he's saying. Respectfully, right. I, it's no. Bijan is there. There's a reason why he was drafted top ten. They get all the running backs that get drafted top ten get their money front loaded for a reason. So that teams can run them into the ground. It's how the NFL works, bro. Not again. Tastes are going off of other people's. Like that's. 
Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm hop. So hold on, isn't data and history what we base everything on as far as projecting? So why would I not use recent history to project this season? And the, and the history for Bijan is any running back that's been taken in the top 10 over the last how many years? Oh, the last 10, period. You over the last the top of your, You can name them off the top of your head, bro. Zeke Elliott. Um, Zeke, Chris uh, McCaffrey. Chris uh, McCaffrey. Leonard, uh, uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, oh, my God. Just, Saquon. All, Saquon. Like, come, all of yeah. them. If you drafted in the top 10 in the NFL draft, your rookie year is always good. There has not been in the, the last 10 guys, like I said, I'm not, it's not an argument. It's just, again, it, people can say whatever, you know I mean? Whatever they want again. But again, we watched, I watched football. And if you know who Arthur Smith is, Arthur Smith is going to give Bijan every opportunity to do that. But they had, they had multiple games, but they ran the ball 40 times last year in the NFL. They don't play in the mat. This is the NFL. They ran it 40 what teams you know running it 40 times in multiple games, bro? All right, so what, what we did here was, and you kind of see some of the lines we're messing with, we got Christian McCaffrey. We're taking the higher on his receiving yards, which is right around 600. You got Elijah Mitchell, his rushing yards, 560. As long as he stays healthy, he does a big, you know, got to stay healthy. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, both of their receiving yards, which that's not crazy. Uh, we saw... Ayuk have over, you know, 300 more yards than what we're seeing right here. And Debo Samuel, uh, he was just shy of this. I think he had like 600 or something yards in a bad year. So I'd expect him to get over that. So we're taking a higher on both of those guys. And then Bijan Robinson, if you put all that together, put down $10, the payout on that is $200. All right. The payout, the payout on that is $200. So that's how underdog fantasy goes. You want to put more? Cause right now I'm about to give away 50 bucks. So if you want to copy this, and you want to put down fifty? The payout on that is a thousand dollars. And we're gonna track. I'm gonna track it. I'm gonna track it all season for every for everybody in the chat that that is 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 negative Nancy. I'm There's only really been one negative Nancy. I'm tracking all these. I'm just saying, you know, just general. <laughs> and and Nine Gang Tay says, uh, put your money on it. Do not oh. take Elijah Mitchell. Listen, we're not drafting Elijah Mitchell in our fantasy league, bro. We're putting a bet on him to be productive as the backup running back. This is not, we're not drafting him. This is not for fantasy drafting, right? right. This is for the underdog website that we're currently showing you on screen. Yep. As a backup running back, he can get 600 yards. I'm this, it's definitely attainable. All right, so, so they're going to want your Twitters, and, and he has a lot of stuff he's doing, so we're definitely about to get to that. But before we do, it's time now, the moment everybody's been waiting for. All right. If you have underdog fantasy, and I'm going to zoom in so you see it. Here we go. If you have underdog fantasy, put your username in the chat right now, and I will be giving $50 of underdog fantasy money to anyone in the chat that, or the one person that Sosa picks. No pun intended. All right. So go ahead. Put your, your, uh, your usernames in the chat. He's going to scroll, scroll through. And he's just going to go, oh, okay, I'm going to pick a person. All right, now, if you don't have Underdog Fantasy, hurry up right now. You got a couple minutes. Download it and use promo code Crocky, and they're going to double your deposit up to $100. All right. But Underdog Fantasy, I will warn you because they didn't tell me to read off, like, uh, one of those, like, disclaimer things or, like, the small print or when they start talking really fast at the end of a, a an ad. But 
it can be addicting. So, you know, make sure that you, you know, don't don't blow your rent money. On it. All right, don't blow your rent money on it. It's the okay. first of the month. Take care of that first. Yeah, it is the first of the month. I'm paying rent today, man. Like you know, do not do not blow your 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 rent money on this. But have fun, have fun, because it makes every game hell of fun. I'm paying attention to every game, all because I'm looking at who's underdog. And then they got the halftime that you know they know they know how to get you. All right, so now you're looking at halftime like, okay, I actually had this guy, but it doesn't work. He's gonna get it. So like, can I hedge my bets by you know going with this halftime line? And I'll be hitting on them halftime lines. They're actually my favorite, to be honest. I got the, um, all right, so I got I got all the names in a list. So I'm about to, I got I got my thing pulled up, and let me let me see let me see who let me see who we would. Who, and I have to write it down and send it to my. Let me my, see who my it, contacted. It decided on. All right. Um, Here we go. Here we go. Hitting the random button right now. And the name that has come up is T Scott Two. T Scott Two. You are, the, you are the winner of the fifty dollars. Um, there you go. I, I appreciate you having me on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm grateful. Now, I, now I can say I decided something. Yeah. Yes. T Scott uh, two. T Scott two. All right, T Scott two. I will be uh, messaging my guy, and at some point over the next day or two, or however long it takes, it takes a couple of days, whatever. You will see fifty dollars pop into your underdog fantasy account, man. And we're going to do that, man. We, we are going to do that every Friday or Thursday or whatever. I, I want to definitely have Sosa come on because I thought this was a you know, really good, informative show. Looked at different angles. Yeah, he could talk to us about different trends. And not just for the 49ers. I mean, a lot of you have your fantasy teams that you're having. I mean, this is not just a 49er thing. Uh, so, you know, you guys can get his thoughts on some of your lineups and all that good stuff. But, Sosa, before you get out of here, man, let everyone know where they can find all of the things that you're doing right now. Okay, first and foremost, for NFL content and betting, Sunday QBs, at Sunday QBs on Twitter. Uh, we're going to have a weekly show where we cover all the bets, um, all the weekly bets for all the teams in the NFL, plays across the board. And then um, Sosa Picks is my Twitter. Uh, I got my personal uh, podcast called The Last Word with Sosa. I'm only on episode three. Episode four is dropping next week, right before the season starts. Sosa knows ball on Twitter. Uh, that's for just that podcast. And then obviously Sosa picks is my, my, my personal betting page. And then Sunday QBs is the YouTube show, which I've, I've put a lot of in, put a lot of time into for this season upcoming. Um, again, I appreciate you and all the Niner fans, all the Niner, you know, personalities and content creators that have, you know, that have, that have rocked with me. Obviously I had a very rocky start with, with the Niner people on the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not because at times, because at, at times I am critical. I am I am critical of the fan base, and if you if you are if you like you know we have a huge social media presence, right. so it's very it's very difficult to like get back on the good side when when some when when some Niner fans get offended. It's so difficult to get back on that on, in good in good standing. So <laughs> I've I've returned in good standing with the people that hated me last year, and I'm looking forward to a great season. And uh, again, I greatly yeah. appreciate you having me on, and um, look forward to the season going crazy. All right, all right, all right. And I also want to say, man, hey, that's going to do it for this episode of the Eric Crocker Show. Again, you can find this on Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. The link to all those things are in the chat below. Underdog Fantasy, that's promo code Crocky. Make sure y'all get the app, man. We're going to have some fun with college football this weekend. Appreciate everybody for coming in. Appreciate my guest host, 
social picks, man. We're gonna have to do this again real soon. But uh shout out to the 49er faithful out there, shout out to everybody that watched on Twitter. Love all y'all, appreciate y'all, and I'm out. See y'all Monday? Yeah, Monday. Peace.